We are the Rookie Phenoms. We have a Super Bowl-sized show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? This is going to be such a fun show. The trade deadline happened in the NBA, and we will preview the Super Bowl for you. Cincinnati versus Webb's LA Rams. This is a game I've been looking forward to for months. Webb, are you ready for this show? All in, baby. All in. Can't wait for my Rams to reclaim the throne. It's been like 20 years. I was a mere boy when we uh, when we last won, and uh, now you're I'm... Uh, you're definitely not a man, so don't finish that sentence. <laughs> I'm old. I'll say that. <laughs> Let's start with the NBA. The trade deadline just happened. Webb ended our last show predicting James Harden and Ben Simmons would not be traded. That's how he ended the show. So let's start our show with that today because it proves how Webb is always wrong. For each other. <laughs> exactly. I said they wouldn't be other. traded for each other. Yeah, I was wrong, obviously. Coop, again, basketball genius. So the full trade is the Brooklyn Nets traded James Harden to the Philadelphia 76ers for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks. The Nets will get the Sixers' 2022 first-round pick unprotected with a right to defer until 2023, and a 2027 first-round pick protected 1-8. to eight. The 2027 pick would roll over to 2028 in unprotected 1-8 to eight again, and after that, it turns into two seconds and $2 million. Webb? Who won this deal? Because I've seen a lot of different things online so far. Who do you think won this deal? I just want to say, first of all, that I hate this whole thing. I hate it so much. Uh, you were right. You said that uh, this deal would go down. I didn't think it would go down. I didn't think it was good. I hate this whole deal for the simple fact that I don't like that players can sabotage uh, their way uh, off a team and end up in the city or the destination that they want. Uh, to answer your question, who won the deal? <sighs> I don't know. I think Brooklyn got more pieces that fit around their team better in terms of Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, Ben Simmons. I'm still not convinced that he's going to be this great fit in, in Brooklyn, but I like Seth Curry and I like Andre Drummond as well. James Harden is the best player in the whole deal, uh, but his head space, I don't know where, I, I don't know where his head is. So in a year he could be trying to, um, get out of uh, out of philly so for now i'll say brooklyn because they have ben simmons locked in for the next however many years for the next multiple years they don't have to worry about uh james harden changing his mind in mind in 2023 and um you know james harden is not gonna be afraid to shoot the ball so i'll say for now uh philly um but these guys are both lunatics okay so I will say that James Harden already picked up his option for 2023. So he's on Philly next season as well. I'm sure they'll give him a long-term deal this off season, but yeah. he picked up his option already. So he's back for 2023 guaranteed. Right. But 2023 summer, he's a free agent. That's what I meant. So yeah. like they, they, they still have to worry about July, 2023. So I think I like this deal for Philly more than Brooklyn. I do not trust Ben Simmons even a little bit anymore. Apparently, he's not coming back to play basketball just yet either. He wants to talk to a therapist in Brooklyn and figure some stuff out in his headspace still. Seth Curry 
is a really good player. Losing Joe Harris, this is a really this is a big help for Brooklyn. They need this. My only issue is who are Brooklyn's closing five players now in a playoff series? Who's playing crunch time in Brooklyn? Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving on road games. I guess Seth Curry. Maybe. Who, Ben Simmons I mean, is four. Who is the fifth? To me, Seth Curry and Patty Mills are interchangeable. Uh, it'd be Aldridge or Nick Claxton, I guess. That's not good. That's not a good five. I don't love that. Uh, and for Philly, Harden just steps into the point guard role. They have enough shooters. Like, I just think this, this works for Philly so much better. There's no downside to Philly. I don't see it. They already didn't have Ben Simmons this year, and they're in second in the East. He can score more than Seth Curry. This is a win-win. I don't understand this. This is a great deal for Philly. Daryl Morey is a basketball genius, almost <laughs> on my level. He's a genius. He's amazing. So, so I think the upside is they got James Harden, as the down, and the downside is they have James Harden. This Agreed. is a guy. <laughs> Agree. This is a guy. This is the guy who. Uh, in the last two years, tried to uh, get out of his team, the team that he seemed to be all in on. And you don't know. His mind can change overnight. He opted in for next season. But what if he indicates that he wants to leave in the summer of 2023? Philly could be in the same position next year that Brooklyn was in this year. But they didn't know they didn't pay nearly as much to get him as Phil as, as Brooklyn did though. Well, but they gave up a good portion of your team. Like what, ah. what, what position is Brook is Philly in next year? If Harden says he wants out Uh championship position, I think, because I, and here's, here's where, I, here's where I know they're going to win a title. James Harden and doc rivers have never blown a playoff series. Those two guys <laughs> are money when it counts. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but I want to talk about what you said earlier, by the way, about hating this whole situation, because I agree with you 1000%. We talk about this a lot in the show, how owners standing at the players is basically the only thing that can fix the NBA because this system is broken. If guys can just say their hamstring hurts like James Harden did or get fat like James Harden also did and not play basketball, say, I want to get out of here wear a Looney Tunes shirt like Anthony Davis did. If you can just find, if you can just say, I'm not playing here, I don't care. I signed a five-year contract. The league is over. Everyone's going to go to four markets. Teams like Sacramento and Indiana aren't going to exist anymore. It's so stupid and I hate it. And I especially hate that it works. James Harden gets exactly what he wants. Ben Simmons loses $19 million and gets exactly what he wants. I hate that it works. Yeah, I don't like what this promotes. And I, you know, I'm a Laker fan and I'm happy that Anthony, Anthony Davis came, but he's he's a product, product of this as well. All you have to do is mail it in if you're a star. And um, Jimmy Butler did it too. Like there's a number of guys in the league that have done it and it's a whole trend and it's the culture now. Um, I, I think Jimmy Butler's is a little bit different. I don't blame him at all. Because he yelled at the guys on his team that they sucked and then beat them with the reserves. And I kind of respect that. He didn't half-ass it. He played hard and just said, I want out of here because these guys suck. I kind of respect that more than the faking the injury. Then I'm just not going to try. I'm going to get four points and I'm James Harden. Like, that's disgusting. (laughs) 
It's different. I think it's different for Butler. Butler wanted to win. He hated to lose and how these guys tried. I hate I mean, James Harden for this, man. I really do. I hate that he does fine. this. I, I, I think they're similar. Like, But Harden did it twice, back-to-back years. He did it in, in Houston and did it exa- did, the next year to the team that he begged to go to. Did you see the tweet this morning? At like 7 this morning, I think Woj sent, sent a tweet out that it was said, James Harden is screaming to get out of Brooklyn, but does not want to say it publicly because he does not want to be asked, does not want to be labeled as a guy who asked off of two teams in two seasons. Yeah. I was like, and if Woj knows this, he's saying it. What? What's the difference? It's the same thing. Yeah. And it's it, it doesn't make sense because it's like, um, I don't get it. Like, James Harden, you know, he had Chris Paul, wanted Chris Paul gone, told I think he told Daryl Morey, like, you have to choose between Chris Paul or myself. And they traded Chris Paul and then uh, Russell Westbrook. That was supposed to work. That didn't work. Um, There's going to be a point where James Harden comes down to, you know, can people play with James Harden or can he, you know, he's going to be the person looking himself in the mirror. Like, I hate I hate what this this promotes, this individualism. Like, it's not very. It's very selfish and it's very stupid. Like all you have to do is complain or fake an injury, like you said, out of town. And you'll, it's not even like they'll trade you. They'll trade you exactly where you want. And James Harden didn't do it for months. It was like four games. He did it for seven days and he got out. Yeah. Did, um, did you see the all-star draft between LeBron and Kevin Durant tonight? I didn't see a dra- the, the live draft, but I saw the results because I don't care to see these guys choose players I- at all. I did not see the results. I just saw the minute clip Bleacher Report put out. Right. Where the final pick for Kevin Durant was between James Harden and Rudy Gobert. And LeBron just started laughing so hard at Kevin Durant. He's like, who are you going to take? <laughs> He's like, Rudy, I need some size. And then Chuck and Shaq started mocking him, saying, yeah, Harden's hamstring is going to be better tomorrow. Like, <laughs> it was yeah. just, it was really <laughs> funny. Chuck and Shaq made it so much worse. It was amazing. I suggest everyone go watch that clip. How about LeBron stop stat padding instead of uh, working on this damn uh, all-star draft? Freaking guy. Really quick LeBron stuff that I saw from Nick Wright today or yesterday. LeBron in his career averages 27, 7, and 7, and he has never had a game where he has 27, 7, and 7. That is wild to me. Yeah, I guess that's a pretty interesting stat. Yeah. You know why you know why he adds why he averages 27 7 and 7? Because he shoots a three-pointer or he takes a shot when he's down like four at the buzzer. So, so that's why it was. He was gonna end with 27, 7, and 7, but he took the last minute three to make it 30. It would have been the first time. That's why Nick Wright talked about it. It was very funny. Yeah, he's he's the worst. Let's get to some other deals because there was a lot today. The Dallas Mavericks traded Christos Porzingis to the Washington Wizards. The Wizards gave back Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. I thought that no one would take Christos Porzingis because he's fragile. And I really like Spencer Dinwiddie. And Davis Bertans was really good before he got his contract. Who won this deal, Webb? Because I'm having some issues here deciding for myself. Oh, not even close. I think Dallas won this. Um and Davis Bertans was good for one year. Let's, uh, let's not get carried away here. He was good in that last year of his deal. Or he got the contract. He was excellent. Yeah. And then he got really bad. Yeah. I love Spencer Dinwiddie. We talked about this. I astutely predicted that 
Porzingis was going to get dealt because I think he's solid, but he's not uh, expendable. And Luca hates him. Um, and what do you need this guy for? He doesn't play even like 70% of the game. So it's fine. I like Spencer Dinwiddie. His teammates also hated him. Why not send him to the to the to, to the Wizards? Um, That's I, true. That's a good point. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a great deal for Dallas. Um, I also thought it was. I didn't think it was a bad deal for Washington. They have nothing to lose. Try it so, out. That's my issue, because I think Chris Dobbs is the best player in the deal if everything's healthy. And it's not like Spencer Dinwiddie is always healthy. He's also an injury risk, a big one. Very true. And Bertans has, I think, three years left on his deal of like $17 million per, which is not a great contract to have. So I, I might want to keep Kristaps if I was Dallas for this deal. I, I don't know. I think Dinwiddie only has another year left. Does he have two years left or one year left? I think he has two. Uh, I think he has a year left, but he has to play like 50 games to get to the full, okay. the full uh, guarantee. So... Doesn't Dallas have too many guards now? Brunson did not get traded like everyone thought he would. Spencer did when he, Luca. I think that's good. Bring one off I the get, bench. Yeah, I guess. I like Dinwiddie. I really do. I hope he. I hope he plays well in Dallas. Although Luca's probably going to hate him too. He hates everybody. Yeah, eventually. But Luca's Luke, Luca's on my fantasy team. He's killing it the last um, the last uh, I say three weeks. He's deciding to try or actually. Uh, hit the gym one of the two or both so let's move on to the other trade involving the guy that was drafted before Luka Doncic Marvin Bagley the baffling kings took Bagley over Luka because Holly Luka so there was a four year four-way trade it was very intense so I'm going to just say who each team got the Sacramento Kings got Dante DiVincenzo Josh Jackson Trey Lyles and the draft lights to David Michinu. The Detroit Pistons got Marvin Bagley. The Clippers got Rodney Hood, Sammy Ojale, and the draft rights to Vanja Marinkovic. And the Bucks got Serge Ibaka, Serge Ibaka, either the Warriors or Cavaliers 2023 second round pick, and the Kings 2024 second round pick and cash. A lot happened there. I love the deal for the for the Bucks, I think getting Surge is really good. And I kind of like it for the Pistons because I still believe in Marvin Bagley. I don't know why, but I still do. Did you like this deal for any side? I love it for the Bucks. Um, I said a couple of days ago, I think the Bucks are the teams to beat the team to beat in the East. Uh, they just got even better. They got a three and D big, I'd say. He's only about six nine, six ten, if that. Uh Serge Ibaka. They got rid of Di Vincenzo. Wait, wait. Stop acting like 6'9 isn't a big, okay? It gives women unrealistic expectations. It's ridiculous, okay? 6'9 <laughs> okay. is gigantic. You All and right. I are both, you and I are both 6'1. That's great. We're huge, okay? 6'9 are giants. 6'1, extremely tall. Be fair. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh I, I thought DiVincenzo, you know, he's solid, but he's a he's a redundancy on the Bucks. Um, you know, the, the Pistons, I like it second best for them because they have nothing to lose. Josh Jackson's okay, but they're probably better suited getting a, a big and getting Marvin Bagley because, uh, Isaiah Stewart is trash, uh, is probably their best bet. Um, and Marvin Bagley gets a chance to kind of redefine himself, even though it's in another bad city. 
Um, guys, the worst luck. Sacramento to yeah. Detroit. That's terrible. Ugh. Not good. I wonder if anyone else's uh, career trajectory was sort of similar to that. But I like it a lot for the Bucks because the rich get richer, and they didn't have to give up much, and they get a guy who can who can uh, spread the floor, uh, stretch the floor. Sorry. Also play defense, championship experience. Um, another another body inside, shop locker. I think it's really good, man. I, I I think the Bucks are the team to beat. Honestly, they're they're looking really good to me. I think it makes the Bucks very strong. Uh, sorry, they get another big, like you said. Bobby Portis is playing a lot of minutes. He's playing really well minutes, but really good minutes. But having someone so he doesn't wear down is probably smart. That the twin is never coming back, so having another big as well helps. Lopez. Yeah, yeah, maybe he comes back in like the playoffs at some point, but he's he's chilling right now. No rush. Yeah, I think he might be done for the year, but hopefully he's back for the playoffs. He was excellent in the playoffs with them last year, so they could use him. He had back surgery like two months ago. It, it, it's not gonna be anytime soon, that's for sure. Yeah, I kind of like this deal though, like. Dante DiVincenzo is a good player and Sacramento just gave away all their guards and the Clippers are done. They just don't care anymore. They've they're giving up. I think, I don't know what they're doing. So I think I, I like it at least for them. Okay. The Celtics acquired Derek white from the set, the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs got back Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, the Celtics, 2022 first round pick top four protected and the ability to swap 2028 first-round picks for the Celtics. Uh, Romeo Langford has never done anything in the league. Josh Richardson is mostly hype. And you and I talked about Derek White the other day. We both kind of like him. He's pretty good. This deal is solid for the Celtics, right? Yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely an upgrade over Josh Richardson. Um, for sure, I agree with you. Um, Josh Richardson's mostly hype. I think he had one good season, one solid season. Um, I think the Celtics... They definitely need shooting for sure because they don't have like consistent outside shooting. Derek White can give them that. Um, I still, I think the Celtics still probably need somebody in the paint, but they can probably get that through the buyout market. So I think it's it's an upgrade for the Celtics. Good for them. Yeah, I don't I don't mind it at all. Uh, I don't know what the Spurs are doing, but good for uh, uh, Brad. Um, God, what's the hell his name is? I can't remember his name. Not Brad Stewart. I can't remember his name. Stevens? Brad Stevens. Jesus, I can't remember his name. He made another deal right after this one. He traded away Dennis Schroeder, Bruno Fernando, and Enos Freedom to the Houston Rockets for Daniel Tice. Uh, They have already, Houston has already said Enos Freedom is being waived. Houston is gigantic in the Chinese market, and Enos Freedom it's not welcome there. So they cut him immediately. Daniel Titus was on the Celtics for a long time. Houston gave him, I think, a four-year contract for like $36 million, right? Yeah, he got a pretty serious deal. Like, he's bounced around the league a little bit, but um, he, yeah. He was right. good for the Celtics before they let him go. He was good for them. He played good minutes for them. Yeah, Getting, like him, him. getting him back makes sense. And Dennis Schroeder was so hot and cold there. He did not do what they wanted at all. I like this deal for the Celtics. They got rid of basically dead weights on their roster and they got back a big-ish guy who can really help their team. I like it. Yeah, and he can hit the three too uh, occasionally. And um, like you said, Dennis Schroeder's dead weight. And uh, yeah, he was not the answer at the, uh, the at the guard position for them. Yeah, he's 
he thought he was getting $80 million and instead he's in Houston making nothing. <laughs> what a joke. Yeah. He's going to demand a trade. Well, it's on a one-year deal, so he probably won't, but he can't. Uh, it's over. It's going to be interesting. He's got to play it out. And then next year, get a one-year contract for 3 million probably. Cause he's not going to get any better. Yeah. That okay. sucks, man. The wizards made another trade. They got rid of Montrez Harrell, like you predicted, to the Charlotte Hornets. And the Hornets gave up Ish Smith, Vernon Carey, in the Celtics 2020-2023 second-round pick, top 45 protected. What are the Hornets doing with this trade? I don't understand it. I actually like it for the Hornets. They, they need rim running, and uh, Trez will provide that. Uh, they, need, they need a presence in uh, the paint. You know, Trez can't play D, can't really shoot, but he's definitely a high-motor individual and can definitely uh, crash the boards. So I think, like, in, in the offseason, a lot of, uh, or a few analysts predicted that Trez would be the perfect fit in Charlotte. Um, and I think it's going to be, I think it's good. Him and him and uh, Plumlee, like, that sort of, that uh, that luxury that they have is, Combination. is decent. Yeah. It, Trez isn't a big, like, He's only 6'7". I keep saying that, but he plays like the center or the forward. But he's not a big guy. Um, <laughs> you may differ. Uh, Vernon Carey... 6'7 is huge. It's huge. <laughs> Ver- Vernon Carey has not been very good in the NBA. Ish Smith, I think, is actually a, a, a professional, like, reliable guard. Like, he's solid. He's definitely a, a, a um, good for a spot start. So it's good for the Wiz, Wiz to get him. He's been on a bunch of le- a bunch of teams. I like the trade, um, to be honest. I don't think Trez is going to be a huge different make- difference maker. Like the the Hornets aren't going to move to the second round of the playoffs now. But I think I think he definitely gives them a need in terms of energy, uh, offensive rebounding, just that presence in the the middle, at least on offense. And uh, him and him and Lamelo are going to be fun to watch. I do not enjoy watching Montrez Taylor anymore because he doesn't play defense and he gets run off the floor, run off the court so easily. And I like Ish Smith. Like you said, he is decent in small starts off the bench. He's solid. I like him better. I, I guess they just want to play only LaMelo and that's, I don't want I, I don't get it, but not a big Trez guy like you. Okay. The Raptors acquired Thaddeus Young, Andrew Eubanks. And either the Pistons or Bulls 2022 second round pick. The Spurs got back Goran Dragic and the Raptors 2022 first round pick, top 14 protected. And apparently the Spurs have said they're going to release, they're going to give Goran Dragic a buyout. He is likely to sign in Dallas. Webb, you love Thaddeus Young. You said he should be third team all pro this year. What do you think of this deal? I think it was very good for the Raps. Uh, I do love Thaddeus Young. He is one of the most efficient players over the last probably 10 years in the NBA, like who's not a household name. Very good player. He's 33, um, solid defender, just solid all around. He can finish. Uh, he's good at cleaning up. Um, good role player. I think it's great for the Raptors. Drew Eubanks, he got waived, so he's not going to really do anything on the Raptors, obviously. But I like him as well. So whatever, whichever team picks him up, I'm sure he'll have some uh, he'll have some uh, contributions there. I don't know what the Spurs are doing again. They gave away Thad Young for nothing, but he wasn't playing. Um, 
and they got a they got a pick. So Dragic to Dallas. I think you even predicted that at one point, or you could see it coming at one point. So yeah, Martinez. you know that's that's <laughs> okay. That's 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 some depth for Dallas. I don't think I honestly think Dragic is done. I just don't think he can hold up anymore. I think his body's done. I don't think he's a bad player. I just think like physically he can't he can't hack it anymore. He's too I old think, and his body's finished. I think he can play off the bench 16 minutes a night. I think he could do that. I think he can hold up for that, but we'll see. I just the Raptors are good at making first round picks. Like you and I we said, hey, draft Scotty Barnes. This is gonna work well for you. Like Pascal Siakam was a later second first round pick. Like they make good first round picks. So I just think maybe this first round pick next year would be better than Thad Young. Like the 19th but, 19th pick is probably valuable. Well, from what uh what some of the analysts are saying is that because the draft's supposed to be a little weaker, the raps just anticipated that even if they're getting a pick in that range probably better they get it like a known commodity than some some guy who's going to end up in the g league in 2023 anyway like like uh i don't know a number of their picks have like pascal siakam did um so ridiculous yeah. honestly Masai should call me i'll tell him what to do like i yeah. said hey don't draft whatever you do whatever you do don't draft anyone named jalen sucks make sure you draft scotty barnes i was ahead of that by a long time I talked to Masai. He said, okay, Coop, I agree with you. Scotty Barnes, the rest is history. I'm saving the his life here. I'm doing it. You were on that Scotty Barnes train since 2021. That's for sure. I, I was at Scotty Barnes middle school games. I've been on him for like 10 years. I was in the audience. Foam finger was crazy. They got a restraining order. Okay, the next, the next trade. <laughs> the Trailblazers acquired Joe Ingles, Elijah Hughes, and the Grizzlies 2022 second round pick. The Spurs acquired Thomas Sadaransky and either the Thunder, Rocket, Pacers, or Heat's 2022 second round pick. And the Jazz acquired Nikhail Alexander-Walker, who just got traded, and Juan Hernan Gomez. I thought Joe Ingles would get traded, even though he was injured. I was just surprised they got rid of Alexander-Walker so quickly. We just talked about him getting traded like two days ago. Did this surprise you at all? Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, that uh, Nikhil got traded so quickly. Um, I thought they made this move, the Jazz, because they were going to get rid of Jordan Clarkson, but they're keeping both to get that scoring boost off the bench and uh, Wancho uh, to get a little bit of size. I like it best for the Jazz. Joe Ingles is a free agent at the end of the year. He's unlikely to sign in Portland, I would assume. Maybe he'll even re-sign with Utah in the offseason. He's um, for sure going back to Utah. I bet Utah said, hey, we'll take you back. You're injured. <laughs> You're helping us out right now. Come back next. I, I bet you they said that. Yeah. He's, He's not even like, going to move there. He's not going to move to Portland. No. Why would you? Exactly. Um, He's like probably in his, what, mid-30s? He's got a He's family. Austin- He's Australian mid-30s, which is like 22, North American. <laughs> okay. The age different over there. The clocks go backwards. <laughs> you don't understand this, but yeah, that's how it works. It's good to know, Coop. You learn it. something new every day, man. I mean, I'm basically a geography genius. <laughs> <laughs> I like it for the Jazz as well. I still believe in NAW. I, I think he's going to be good. He's Canadian. I root for him. He's been... An interesting situation with the Pelicans. I think 
the Jazz will have him have him play a lot smarter. Quinn Snyder's a great coach. I think he'll figure things out. And yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he'd be bad. Like he's he's an interesting prospect, but we'll see. I want to see how that Jordan Clarkson situation works out with him because the ball is not going to be distributed very much between them. I don't think. I think it's a Jordan Clarkson injury. Probably it's just in case, right? Yeah, maybe it's some insurance. insurance. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are there any other deals you want to talk about? I think we covered the main ones. Actually, there's one more. Sorry, there's one more. The Indiana Pacers acquired Jalen Smith and the Suns' 2022 second-round pick. The Suns got back Tory Craig. Jalen Smith was a top-10 pick like two years ago. A lot of upside. So this is kind of a big deal. Did you, Yeah. He's, I, you're not going to believe this, but I actually like the deal for the Suns more because I really like Tory Craig. And uh, he was there already in Phoenix. And I think he's... I don't know, man. I've been clowning Milwaukee and Phoenix for not deserving to make it last year, and I still stand by that. But honestly, they're looking like the two favorites right now to end up in the finals. For me, at least. Um, just in terms of the continuity and the pieces that they have, like, damn. Like, sh- shout out to both their both from the offices. Like, they had, like, the quietest deals, but I think it really helped their team uh, get even stronger. I cannot wait to watch Chris Paul lose another finals. I'm looking forward to that very much. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. I like Jalen Smith coming out of the draft. So I maybe uh, Phoenix was just too deep for him to get minutes. I think in Indiana, he'll get some time. Hopefully. They're really young in Indiana right now. So how, how long before he gets traded? Apparently, they tried to trade him today and they oh, were okay. unable to do it. Yeah, they said that they tried to trade him for a draft compensation already, and there were no takers. So, okay, we'll see. A year see or two. I think he's a free agent after this year. No, uh, they didn't pick up his option. They refused to pick up his option for the right, third this is year. The second year, right? Yeah, yeah. I think okay. if you don't pick yeah. the option up, though, you're a free agent after two years. So, yeah, the first two years it. are guaranteed for the first round picks, and then after yeah. that, you have to pick up. Yeah. So okay, so he's out of the league. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Never mind then. He will look great in Turkey next season. Uh, <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, speaking of that, you know, uh, you remember OJ Mayo, right? I do. The best high school player ever. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who it was that beat him up. Was it uh, Tony Allen? I do not remember that. Michael Tony Jordan Allen. embarrassed him. Michael Jordan embarrassed him at a camp. Oh yeah. I think Tony, him, and Tony Allen had a bet on on the flight back from one of the games. I think Tony Allen like like beat the hell out of him. Uh, but he uh, he's in Russia and he hit a he hit a game winning shot the other night. So that's uh, all I have to say. He's not coming back to the NBA. But uh, OJ Mayo was the best high school player in the country. Yeah, and he went to Michael Jordan's basketball camp, and he was talking trash to Michael Jordan, like, like I'm the seventeen best. years old. Yeah, and Jordan had just retired, I think. And then everyone when the campers all left, Jordan was like, "Let's go one on one." And I think he beat him 11 nothing. He said, <laughs> he said, you're the best high school player in the world. I'm the best player in the world. And just shut him up completely. And Jordan was like probably like 45, 50 at that point. And he was old. Uh, don't mess with Jordan. Like everyone has told you this. Never talk trash to Jordan. Never do it. Yeah. And OJ Mayo is stupid. Okay. Are there any other trades you want to talk about? I think we covered everything but Bull Bull. I do not care about that. Uh, no, I think we have everything, man. Oh, um, yeah. No, that's. That's it. Yeah. It's time for our Super Bowl preview. We are going to give you everything you need to know about this game. 
including our prediction. And I'm going to give you guys like 25 bets to make at the end of the show. So if you have a gambling addiction, this is for you. Webb, LA versus Cincinnati, the Rams versus the Bengals. This is Joe Burrow's first full season as a starter. Last season, he was hurt with an ACL injury. He brought his team to the Super Bowl. This is Matthew Stafford's first full season in L.A. He got out of Detroit as fast as he could, linked up with Sean McVay, and the rest could be history. This is a great matchup. This When it first got announced, the Rams were favored by three and a half points. The line has been up to four and a half. Right now, it is at four points. Just listen out there. Vegas thinks the Rams will win this game by four points. We're going to talk to you about everything and then give you our predictions. Webb, how does Cincinnati win this game to start? Oh, I think Cincinnati honestly wins this game by making it a shootout. Uh, and that sounds very like uh, cliche, but I think Cincinnati making it a shootout has a decent chance with just about any team in the league. Um, that is, if it, that's crazy. My first thing for how, how LA wins is if Cincinnati makes it a shootout, LA loses. So I agree with you a thousand percent. Oh yeah. Since he wins a shootout. Yeah. I I don't like I, I love my Rams. Um but I don't want to see them in a in a in a shootout with uh with, with certain teams. And um Cincinnati has the weapons. That that uh receiving core is deadly. Chase, Higgins, Tyler Boyd, uh Uzuma, Gronkowski, uh apparently what <laughs> no there was there was this joke i don't know if it's a joke actually but i think they asked gronk now that brady's retired what are you gonna do and he said like or who which qb would you play with and he said uh uh joe burrow i think he was kind of joking but there's been this whole like traction that uh started and apparently some analysts are thinking that gronk may sign with cincinnati next year i've heard crazier things i really have gronk is a I don't think Gronk's smart enough to lie about something like that. He's pretty honest. Yeah, he just he just said Joe Burrow. I mean, it was like this week, so obviously oh, okay. Joe Burrow's, you know, in the news a little bit. In the news, and he's he's the hot topic, but he's usually talking retirement, Gronkowski, if Brady's not playing. So this is the first year I've heard him say like, I may I may still have something left. I think he's not going to retire with Brady. I think he's going to keep going for another year or two. Which, if you can get $9 million and not play that much, I'd probably take it too. Yeah. I don't blame him. I just, it just seemed like he was year to year in his, his decisions. And to hear him say this so early, like it's very encouraging, you know, to think that he's going to come back. I think what we don't think about enough is how terrible it must be to play in new England and how Bill Belichick sucks the fun out of everything. And Gronk, the last two seasons in Tampa Bay, has probably been really enjoyable to go to work and play there. So I think he's probably yeah. looking at that. That it's it's better here. If I can have fun and win, I'm good. So yeah. that's probably what it is. Yeah, but but yeah, that's that's how I think they do it. They involve all uh, them being Cincinnati. Joe Burrow involves all the receivers. Again, Jamar Chase, if he's if he hits, um, I'd say over 100 yards that i think that indicates it's going to be a close game or cincinnati's up like you gotta keep jamar chase um like excluded just neutralize him and i think that is a good chance of the rams winning but yeah so we agree on most of this 
I think Cincinnati wants this to be a shootout. They need to exploit Eric Weddle at safety. Jamar Chase has to win his battle against Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey basically came out and said this week, I'm on, I'm on Chase. So he said, like, that's my guy this week. He's accepted responsibility for this. It's me versus him. We'll see how it goes. Lots of respect for that. I like it too. I like I also saw that Jalen Ramsey said uh Tom Brady threw his last touchdown on me. <laughs> like, and he was like bragging about it. I actually enjoyed that. That was kind of a nice thing to say. They it was good. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh the fake goat. But I think Cincinnati. <laughs> so Cincinnati's defense has to play like it played in the second half against the Chiefs. If it's first half defense against the Chiefs, they lose by a lot. If it's the second half defense, they can keep it close. You and I both killed Trey Hendrickson when he got signed to Cincinnati. We didn't understand it. We thought Carl Lawson was on the Bengals already and was better than him. Clearly, we were wrong. And Hendrickson's been amazing. If he can get pressure on Stafford and make him make a mistake, get an interception, maybe two interceptions, the Bengals have a chance. That's how they win the game. So so speaking of the Bengals winning the game, would this be the biggest shock in, I don't want to say Super Bowl history, but in recent Super Bowl history, like the last 20 years or so? No. Uh, the Patriots with Tom Brady 2001 was a bigger shock against the Rams. Just getting there. Bledsoe gets hurt. It's the second-year guy who no one's heard of from Michigan. I think that was crazier. Actually, you know what? Even The Rams the year before. Kurt Warner was playing in Germany. And won the MVP in the Super Bowl that year. That was crazier, I think. But this is up there from from September like till 20 now. years though. Yeah, I'm saying from September till now, it's probably one of the craziest. Like Cincinnati was, I think, 120 to one to make the Super Bowl before the season started. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I can't think of one even crazier than that. And sorry, so that's September. What what were their odds coming into the playoffs? I think it was 30 to one when it started because I'm they still had, shocked. Even, even at the start of the playoffs, I'm, I'm still shocked that they made it. They had one of the lowest odds in the AFC. I think yeah. they had, they didn't have great odds and good for them. They made it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. The Rams. How did the Rams win this game? I think you're going to go on for a long time about this. <laughs> no, I'll make it short. Make, make Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati offense look like Kyler Murray and the, and the, uh, the, uh, Jesus, Cardinals. Um, can't have it come down to the wire because we know Evan McPherson has been winning these games, at least at the last second, for the Bengals. And I don't want it to come down to the wire because it's any man's game and Cincinnati's obviously come out on the winning end. Uh, so have Joe Burrow scrambling, like you said. Make Joe Burrow's offense or the Cincy offense look like it did in the first half of the AFC Championship. Um, shut down the run. I'm not a big Joe Mixon guy. Like, I'm just not. So just absolutely take him out. Everyone's talking about how he's rushed for over a thousand yards. I just never been have been impressed by him. Like, you know, I was looking at a stat on Sports Center. Uh, Cincinnati is, oh my gosh, I should have written this down. So with Jer- Burrow, Higgins, Mixon, and Chase, I think they're like the first Super Bowl team to have. First and second round picks in their in their in in their second year at the latest make the Super Bowl. If that makes also, sense, 
It's their first. Every player at receiver and running back is a first or second round pick. Boyd was a second round pick. T. Higgins, second round pick. Joe Burrow, first round pick. Mixon, second round pick. Think right. for this. And, yeah. and Chase, first round. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're you're probably right. If Joe Burrow wins this game, by the way, he will be the first player ever to win the Heisman, the national championship in college, and a Super Bowl. So that's wow. pretty big shoes to fit. Yeah. And okay. it, in like how many pro games? Like not even he hasn't even played two full seasons. It's crazy. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. Uh I agree with you though. I think Stafford needs to play ball control in this game. I think Cincinnati wins a shootout. I don't Burrow has some kind of magic to him. I do not want to be in the fourth quarter where I have to score and then hope Burrow doesn't come back against me because he's going to come back against you. The belief in him is insane. So ball control. Uh, I saw a stat a few days ago where against screen passes, the Cincinnati Bengals are the worst team in football. So throw, throw screens to Cam Akers. Throw short screens to Tyler Higby. Sony Michelle can't really catch, but throw throw, throw them to him. Like, do not play downfield shootout football. Play ball control. Act like Jared Goff is your quarterback for this game, and you'll have a chance. Okay. How Cincinnati loses this game. I think Cincinnati loses this game if they create, if if they make any mistakes. The Rams are the better team with the better roster. Cincinnati needs to play mistake-free football. They have to be in control. They cannot get sloppy. They have to protect. If if Burrow gets sacked four or five times, he got sacked nine times against Tennessee, you're going to have no chance. The Cincinnati offensive line played well against Kansas City, but they got killed against Tennessee. They're not a good unit. The Bengals knew that. They took Chase over Sewell this year or Rashawn Slater. They made the choice to let Burrow get hit for the wide receiver, explosive players for that wide receiver. I if, if Cincinnati does not play clean football, they cannot win this game. You cannot have a fumble by Mixon. You cannot have a fumble by Higgins. You can't have drops. You need to play mistake-free football. You are not a talented enough team, roster to roster, to win this game. How do you think Cincinnati loses this game? Uh, Cincinnati loses this game by not protecting Joe Burrow, um, by allowing the Rams to run all over them because the Rams run game, running game didn't look that great against San Francisco. Um, by allowing Cooper Cup to just wreak havoc and to not, um, not to spread a, the ball around. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I think that's basically how how it happens. Like if 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 they rely on Cooper Cup, the Rams at least rely on Cooper Cup too much, um, it could be to their detriment. And um, they need to they need to mix it up. They need to have some trick plays. They need to have some, Odell uh, involved, Tyler Higby involved, um, Van Jefferson, who I haven't really heard much of or seen much of. I think the Rams lose this game. If Stafford plays like Stafford from the end of the season, you cannot get picked off twice in this game, Stafford. You cannot have throws, careless throws. And if you don't pressure Burrow, if you give Burrow time to throw, you're going to lose. The Rams have an excellent pass rush. The Bengals have a terrible offensive line. If you don't take advantage of this and put Burrow on his ass, you're going to lose this game. 
Web, what is the key matchup to you in this game? It's very interesting. Um, I'm going to have to go with the consistent one. It's going to be Jamar Chase and uh, and Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey has been like one of my key players throughout the entire uh, Rams postseason um, success. So I'm going to stick with that because I think shutting Jamar Chase down is is going to be indicative of of the Rams winning. So I had that originally, but I knew a thousand percent that was going to be yours. So I switched mine because I'm a good podcast host. I went Rams pass rush versus Cincinnati O-line. Since he gave up nine sacks to Tennessee, they were much better against Kansas City. Which which Bengals offensive line shows up? That is what's going to decide this game. Burrow can't throw to Chase if Burrow was sacked 10 times. And if Burrow is sacked, this isn't the Chiefs off, sorry, the Tennessee Titans offense that can't score. The Rams can score. The Rams can win this game if if Joe Burrow makes mistakes. He will make mistakes if he is sacked. He does not have great ball control. If he's hit, he will fumble. I, I think this is a very winnable game if the Rams pass rush takes over like Von Miller did against Cam Newton. Okay, Webb, we're at the time right now. We are ready for it. What is your prediction for this game? The Rams are favored by four points. I actually feel like the Rams can win this um, with more than four points. That is. So I'm going to say, uh, I almost said St. Louis Rams. LA Rams, 30. Cincinnati Bengals, 24. You and I almost agree on the score, too. I have the Rams to win. I think they are the better team. The Rams are going to win this game 34-24. This is a 10-point game. I think the Bengals have some magic to them, but that party usually runs out. I don't know if it can keep going against this Rams offense, this Rams defense. You and I both predicted the Rams to win the Super Bowl in our prediction show. We both predicted it. I am an an idiot, so I did not bet it when it was 9-1. to Did not do that because I'm stupid. Should have. Next year I will. But the Rams are going to win this game. They're just better. Joe Burrow might score late to make it kind of close, but I think the Bengals are going to have trouble scoring against this defense. Ramsey can take out Chase. Ramsey is arguably the best corner in football. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in football and maybe the best player in football. He is dominant. Von Miller is rejuvenated. Von Miller is terrifying. I just... I don't understand how Cincy can win this game besides Joe Burrow magic, which he has, by the way, he could do it. I just think it's going to take too much for him. I don't, I don't understand. I don't see a realistic way besides just hoping that he can win this game. I really don't. And yeah, you touched on it already. If, if Stafford is just, just Stafford from Detroit and takes it, takes a while to get going, doesn't get going until late third, early fourth quarter. I can see this. I don't want this to be a close game going into the fourth because I'm petrified. I, I, I as a Rams fan, I can't have, I can't have it. It needs to be uh, a blowout or just, you know, just not working out for the Bengals going into the fourth. I think the best thing for the Rams was Tom Brady coming back two weeks ago when it was 27 to three and they came, he came all the way back. I think the Rams are going to step on the Bengals throats this week. They're not going to give them the chance to come back in this game. It might be close for a little bit. They're going to pull away. 
I do not think the Rams get with it. Sorry, the Bengals get within seven at the end. I really don't. Sean McVay lost the Super Bowl in embarrassing fashion. I don't think he's going to do it again. Plus, he's the reason Zach Taylor got this job. Definitely. Daddy is going to make son look stupid. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. And, and and Cooper Cup actually wants to win a Super Bowl. He missed the last one, so um, he I imagine in- he's going to come up. He was injured. He had WBB, like always, and hopefully he's good for this game. So we agree. We started with the Rams winning the Super Bowl. We're ending with the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Very interesting. Because you and I never agree on anything. This is surprising for us. Yeah, it's also not very good uh, historically. So We both thought Kansas City would win last year. We looked stupid. Uh, To be fair, on the show before that, we both said Tom Brady would win the Super Bowl. And then we both picked against it and it mattered. So what are you going to do? Okay, Webb, let's move on to my favorite part of the show. My favorite part of the season. It is the Super Bowl bets. I have been looking forward to this. I have been doing so much research. It's insane. I'm going to go some through some of these. I'm going to get your opinion on what you think of them, okay? Some of them are crazy. Let's start the national anthem. Will a player cry during the national anthem? I'm going to say yes. It's minus 120. I think someone's definitely crying during this anthem. 100%. And you know who it's going to be, too. It's Odell. Oh, I didn't even think. That's not the lock. That's a lock, 100%. That's good. That's a good call. Definitely crying. (laughs) He's definitely crying. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. So that's the first one we agree with. So I'm going to bet on that right now. Okay. The next one I have Mickey Guyton is a country singer. The time of the national anthem. Under one minute and 42 seconds. She has been timed in the past at like 90 seconds. 92 seconds. A minute 42. This is a lock. Minus 120. I'm betting a lot of this money. I bet on the anthem length every season. And I win it every season because I do research. Mickey Guyton, lock under 142. Uh, I'm going to take the over for that one. Uh, just because I think the anthem is something that's very near and dear to uh, obviously the players and the Super Bowl, and it's in LA, man. In what does Mickey Guyton look like? What does Mickey Guyton look like? Going to be very honest, when you said Mickey Guyton, I thought it was a man. Exactly. Um, I did the research. You did not. I'm in, baby. <laughs> Bet the under. <laughs> Mickey Guyton is going to have some some runs, and she's going to just. <laughs> She's going to have this thing lingering. Give me the over. Okay, I like it. (laughs) Okay, let's get to the actual game. The Rams to score first, minus 137. I think they score first. I think the Bengals are a slow starting team. They were down 21 to 3 against the Chiefs. I think the Rams score first. Would you like that bet? Yeah, I like that one. Okay. Because, yeah, yes, they have to. Will there be a successful two-point conversion? Yes, it's plus 200. I feel like there's always a two-point conversion in the Super Bowl. Ugh. I'm going to say no, just because those things are risky, man. As, as much as the analytics are on your side, I'm going to say no. Don't feel good about it, but I'll say no. Okay. The Rams will be up at halftime by minus three. I think the Rams' first half bet, I would be shocked if they're not up by at least three at halftime. Shocked. Yeah, yeah I'll take that. Okay. The Gatorade color at the end of the game. So there's three choices I'm going to give you right here, and there's reasoning for each. 
if the Rams win, it's going to be yellow or blue. Yellow is plus 350. Blue is plus 400. If the Bengals win, orange plus 180. It's for sure one of those three. I'd sprinkle a little on all of those ones. But if it's purple or, or if it's purple or red, I'm going to fight somebody. It better be one of those three. I'm going with blue for sure. Yeah. I have way too much money on the Gatorade and Anthem length every season. It's irresponsible. <laughs> okay. The first touchdown scorer, Cooper Cup, plus 500. Odell, plus 800. That's five to one and eight to one on your money. I think it's one of those guys. I do. Football has taught me never to think what makes sense. I'm going to think it's none of those guys who score the first for the Rams. Okay. Uh, You're no fun. All right. Will there be a scoreless quarter? Yes is plus 319. I feel like the second or third quarter, there's always one where no one has the ball. There's like a nine-minute drive that doesn't end up in points. I think that there will be a scoreless quarter. So this is for both teams? Both teams. No score in the quarter. No, I don't believe that. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. They're not all winners, folks. We're going to disagree on some of these. (laughs) So... I have a theory about this game and next we're going to get to some props to the players. Okay. Odell Beckham over five and a half receptions plus a hundred. I've already bet this before the line goes up because I saw Drake just bet it for a lot. I got got my my money in before Drake did. So I'm good there. I don't think he's watched the football game this season or ever. He knows who Odell Beckham is because they're friends and dancing and whatnot. Yeah, but I feel like there's three-year-olds who know Odell is. It's true. Does Odell Beckham have over five and a half receptions in this game? Yes. Okay, I agree. And will he have over 66 yards? I think he will. Yes. I mean, I think it's very unlikely that he has six catches and he's under. I agree. 66. Okay. Joe Burrow, over 13 rushing yards. I think he's over 13 rushing yards. Oh, yeah. I'd probably have that. Okay. Here's where it gets a little tricky. Sony Michelle over 20 rushing yards, minus 118. I think he had some play. Give me the over. So here's my thinking. Sony Michelle won a Super Bowl against the Rams where he could have been the MVP. Over five yards of carry, had the only touchdown in the game. I think Cam Akers is unreliable, fumble prone. Sean McVay will go with the guy who's already been there before, which is why I have this bet. It's a long shot. It's plus 3,100. So 31 to one for your money. Sony Michelle, two touchdowns and the Rams win. I kind of like that bet. No, I'm not taking that, man. 31 to one. Sorry, two touchdowns for Sony Michelle yeah. and the Rams win. Yes. No, I don't like it. I pass feel like inter- if pass interference in the end zone on Cooper Cup, ball on the one yard line, boom, two touchdowns quick. Easily, very easily could happen. Yeah, it's, it's possible. I'm just, yeah. Okay. I wouldn't take it, but good luck. I got some I got some more for you. I got some more. Don't worry, we're good. (laughs) Cooper Cup, at least one touchdown, minus 200. Cooper Cup scoring a touchdown in this game, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Samaji P. Ryan, at least one touchdown, plus 500. We think about Cincinnati's running back, kind of their screen guy. I like I like that more than the Sony Michelle uh, uh, prop. So yeah, give me that. I got a couple more Samaji ones. Samaji P. Ryan, one touchdown and Cincinnati to win, plus 1050. So 10 to 1. 
I don't think Cincinnati wins. But I think if they do, Samaji might score. I like those odds. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. The last one was Samaji. <laughs> Samaji, two touchdowns and Cincinnati to win, plus 7,500. 75 to one on your money. That's just good value. <laughs> that's just good value right there. Uh, do I think it's likely? It's very unlikely. Should you take it? Oh, it's very unlikely, but it's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. That's all I'm saying. Plus, put like five bucks like it. on it. Five bucks on it, 75 to one. You're having fun. Yeah. Gambling's all about fun, kids. Okay. Got some more. Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup over 100 receiving yards plus 155. Yeah. Pretty good, that's right? Probably, that's probably, yeah. And that's probably a really good game if that happens. I think it's, it's a shootout. Exactly. Okay. Sony Michelle to have a hundred yards and the Rams to win by four plus 10, 25. So 10 to one on your money. Damn. Uh, I don't like it. Okay. I've got three more, three more good ones. Okay. The last touchdown, Sony Michelle plus 1800 cam acres plus seven fifty. The Rams ice the game with a rushing touchdown. One of those two guys gets it. If it's Daryl Henderson, I'm going to commit a murder. I love it. I think I think that's a good one. That's a good one, right? Yeah. Okay. And my last bet, which I I love. So we both think the Rams are going to win, right? But we both agree yeah. if Cincinnati wins, Jamar Chase has to have a crazy day, right? Correct. Jamar Chase to have 150 yards, seven receptions, and two touchdowns, and Cincinnati to win, plus 4,400. So 44 to one day on your money. You have to take that bet. That's a good bet, right? Yeah, you have to take that. Because betting Cincinnati to win, just the money line, it's like one and a half to one. So you're getting no odds. And we both yeah. agree, for Cincinnati to win, that thing has to happen. Yeah. They're not winning without something like that. Happening. Exactly. 44 to one. That's just a genius play by us. Yeah. You want a piece of that? You can't have it. Get your own bookie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I found one or two that you might like. I don't know Let's if you have it. any more. That's the I'm out. That's I, I'm, I'm ready. Let's hear some more. I am ready for more bets. All right. Uh, well, I'm sorry, sorry. Before you say if things go bad for me this week, can I live with you for like four months? No, no chance. Okay, well, bridges are fine too. Let's go. See what are the rest. Of? Let's hear some more. <laughs> go. Okay, I, I got one for you. Evan McPherson, aka Evan Kickpherson, 101 odds for him to win MVP. I kind of like that. That's pretty good, actually. It's probably Joe Burrow, but if he has like seven field goals, okay, I like yeah. that. That's not that's not terrible. That's not bad. Not bad, right? Not bad. Uh, okay, I've got another one for you. Uh, Matt Stafford with over 330 passing yards and Cam Akers rushing for over 95 yards and Cooper Cup uh, with 175, 175 rushing yards. That's uh, plus 1040. 10 to 1. That's not bad. That's not bad. The Cam Akers part worries me, but that's not cr- the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't hate it. Okay, here's here's one that you're gonna find a little weird. Um, Tyler Boyd with over 120 receiving yards and scores a touchdown plus 1075. So I looked at that one as well. I saw that too, and 
in against the Chiefs, sorry, against the Titans, I bet t- Boyd or Higgins, and yeah. the other one did something good. And every time I bet on one, the other one does something good. I want no <laughs> part of this bet. Whoever I don't bet on will have a great game, and I'll be furious. So no thank you, Mr. Boyd. I was, I was just about to say that because I'm not taking that at all. It's too risky. Um, He's going to have so- 200 yards now. <laughs> <laughs> Here's so Joe Mixon, who you like uh, a little bit. I'm not so high on 120 rushing yards, two touchdowns, plus 1250. I like that one. That's pretty good. That's actually quite good. Yeah. I like that one. That's pretty good. Okay. Okay. Do you have any more? Yeah. Here's one I actually like a little bit better. Tyler Higby scores two touchdowns. Rams win plus 1500. I like that one too. That's a good one. Except that Blanton guy. Remember he scored a touchdown last week, two weeks ago, for the Rams? Yeah. yeah. I thought about him for first touchdown score. If Higby gets hurt because of his WBB status again, I don't want to fall in that trap. But Higby two touchdowns is pretty good. Yeah. So those, I, that's good money. I think it's I think it's likely to happen, uh, especially if the Rams win. But Higby and Blanton, uh, they're one of the reasons why I didn't choose um, – why I didn't like the uh, – Odell or um, Cooper Cup as first touchdown for the Rams. Higby was plus fourteen hundred for first touchdown, and Blanton was like plus ten thousand, I think, or plus like eight thousand. So some big numbers there for those guys. It's a lot of bets, Web. It's a lot of bets. I have a feeling that you're taking like ninety percent of the ones that we've mentioned. The ones I mentioned, I'm gonna sprinkle some on everything there. Yeah, a hundred percent. Uh, the Gatorade one for sure. I like that Jamar Chase one a lot. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of money in this game. And the crazy thing is, I'm gonna win a bunch of bets, end up losing money somehow. It's gonna be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that, man. I can't wait. Everybody, please go follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenoms. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcast. Jeff Bezos, stop stalking me for Amazon podcasts. <laughs> we are still huge on verbal web. Your team plays Sunday. Let's hear some last words of support for the Rams. Oh, you have to do And it. we're out Just... of time. Sorry, buddy. We are out of time. That's that's too bad. You missed it. You missed your shot. You're the worst. <laughs> Let's hear it. What do, do you it. gotta say? Let's hear what you gotta so, say. So far, it, it's happening. Matt Stafford, this is this is it for you, buddy. Like you have to you, you have to bring it. I believe in in, in in the defense, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, <sighs> Leonard Floyd, uh, Jalen Ramsey, Troy Reader, all these guys, they're, uh, they're going to bring it. That O-line is spectacular. We're going to no, do it's it. Not. It's 2022. It's, it, was, it was the Lakers, the Dodgers, Asterisks. the Rams. It's happening. Rams win 34-24. Take it to the bank. Yeah, we both agreed on Cincinnati not scoring more than 24. So 100%. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night. We out.